Hustle and my guy, Capo. The Connects, guaranteed to get your blood for $18,765,432.72 and six packs of Red Bulls to keep the party going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with the Rebels, dog. I don't fuck with the Rebels. Uh, uh, all organic. You know what I'm saying? So, Let's get them to organic. Yeah, all organic. organic. <laughs> all right. Who we got Make today, Capo? Who we got today? <laughs> Yo. Bobby, uh, before before we bring this guy in, man, I'm super hyped because you already know we always have super dope guests on every dose of audio meds, and today is no different. Our guest today hails from Nashville, Tennessee, where he's been grinding hard on the underground scene, putting in work um, as an independent artist, making a way, paving a way, I should say, for not only himself, but other independent artists. Um, not only is, is this man uh, uh, industry professional behind the scenes, um, with with number one billboard plaques uh, to 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 TV placements with song placements on BET and Oxygen Network. This man is also an author. He's coming out with a dope book to give everybody the knowledge they need to keep this thing moving. He's also been a part of the Grammy Abbasi program. He's been uh, featured on the news on channel. Uh, I think Channel 5 News, where he was heading uh, down Music Row for uh, what people say, Black Lives Matter. He says Black Music Matters, and we agree with that 100%. So I need y'all to make some noise for the right hook. My man, Mugs a Million. Let's go. What's going on, y'all, man? Yes, sir, Capo, man. DJ Bobby Hustle, what's the word, man? Good to meet y'all, man. Good to meet you. Juice, man. I read your bio, bro. I I was talking to Capo. I was like, bro, Making some plays, man. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, God is good, man. We here, man. It's uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about that, man. Like uh, grinding and getting to it and working. Um, yeah. you know, we've been hit with this pandemic and shit kind of slowed down for everybody. Some people are are taking it one way. Some people, you know, kind of hiding out, staying, you know, uh, to yeah. themselves. Some people are still going, man. How, how about you? How are you taking this, man? Man, you know, it's it's kind of case by case, you know what I'm saying? You try to make sure you definitely stay safe for your loved ones and stuff like that, man. And, you know, just move move smooth, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, on, on the business side, it, it definitely changed up a lot of the plans that, were, that was in, in motion, you know what I mean? That was already, um, you know, part of the you know 2020 vision. But at the same time, man, God is good. He's still making a way. And uh, we here, man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yes, sir, yeah. God is good. Yeah, real shit, man. And speaking of staying safe with the family, man, and I just want to, I just got to take a second real quick, man, Um, because we lost, we lost a, a Nashville legend this past oh, week. Oh, man. DJ oh. Bryant, man. So, yeah, um, DJ Bryant. Yeah, bro. Prayers out oh, to his man. family and everybody, man. Like, um, I mean, shit, shit gets serious, bro. And, and it's just horrible to, to lose someone, you know, a fucking goat, bro, a Nashville goat, yeah. dog. 
Yeah, he it's, was. It's yeah, dog. So, um, but you know, that's why that's why we're here, man. Because we got to keep pushing and keeping people like that name alive, man, and, yes, and 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 keep building for the city. And speaking of building for the city, uh, I know that you're always always trying to push the culture forward, um, not only for Nashville but all around. Uh, I yeah. mean, where where does that passion come from for you, man? As far as like really getting out here and building um, f- for the overall culture. Uh, man, you know, I just, I've been doing it for so long and, you know, I just got a love for the music and seeing other people be able to, you know, live out what they trying to do too. You know, God done blessed me in, in a lot of ways to experience some things that a lot of people haven't been able to experience, you know what I'm saying? And even though it may not have been on big major levels, as some people would we want to see happen for you, you know what I mean? I still was able to experience it and bring it back to be able to let other people, you know, still be able to get to them next levels in their career and different stuff like that, man. And, you know, just building with people, like networking is just the key to this industry anyway. You know, building with people, connect, coming together, you know, that, that's how everything gets done, man, building, man. So, you know, it's just part of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. It's like it's like the old saying goes: your network is your net worth. You know. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like real. you know. Shouts out to the internet though, because it's been allowed us to keep this uh, keep the network going since the pandemic. Because you know, like yeah. a lot of a lot of things been shut down. Me myself, you know, I've been staying out the way, but still, since the internet is here, been getting to the bag. You know, so I can't complain about that. <laughs> you know, I'm blessed, but you know, it, it, yeah. I like to use the c word, the conspiracy theories. But like, if you've seen the show before, man, we have this se- uh, section where we go down the rabbit hole so i want you okay. to take a journey with me real quick muzz we're about to take a journey down a rabbit hole it's time to take a trip head first down the rabbit hole where you learn some shit you didn't even know you didn't even know <laughs> all right okay if you've seen the show before, you know this is the part where we dive down the rabbit hole you know and if we talk about some crazy things and today's no different um but today we're talking about space outer space and it's open for business now it's no secret that our favorite tech billionaires elon musk richard branson jeff bezos have constantly been trying to figure out how to get even richer than they already are in space well space tourism seems to be the next play that music mogul and billionaire um, richard branson has go ahead and over the last several years has been touting about how he's going to be the first civilian to build a spaceship and go to outer space and make a zillion dollars selling tickets to rich people who want to buy the tickets well it actually looks like it's about to jump off um the ceo of his company uh, virgin galactic made an official press announcement that richard should be ready to crank things up and take his first trip sometime between january and march 2021 mm-hmm. which is right around the corner so my question wow. to you mugs is with you you know urban folks like us being more business savvy trying to develop and things like that. Will you be joining these super billionaires and opening up a business in space? Hey, I'm going to speak super billionaire over my life and claim that. <laughs> so, hey, that's what comes with it. And, hey, we open up. You feel me? You, you up there, you trapping on the moon, you know baby. I mean? you, know, you want it all. Hey, uh, uh, best what comes with it. Nah, I mean, that that's different. You know what I mean? Like for real, that's that's different. But you can't. It's not far fetched. You know what I mean? You you can see it coming. You know when you really look at these movies. You know I always say that man. You look at movies and stuff. They already been showing us stuff, telling us stuff in these films. And you know we think it's movies, but this is stuff that they really plotting and planning and making moves on. You know, and it just all be a matter of time before us as the people catch up to it. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. oh, hey, like I said, Super B in there, I can see. Hey, I can see that. <laughs> you know, you got to think you're a super millionaire. You know, you're going overseas. You're getting out of the country, at least. But that's the next level even beyond that. You know, it's like, okay, it's too many of y'all even in other countries. I'm trying to go to the whole next, you know what I mean, galaxy. You know what I mean? Next planet. <laughs> I don't go to the next planet, man. We're not sending enough people over there to test it out. We, we good. You know what I mean? Let's go. Hey, it's the top of the year, man. 2021 is the year. Go ahead and get man. your rocket boots ready. Hey, <laughs> man, like the Jetsons. Think about it, man. You got the Jetsons and all that stuff that they showed. I mean, this is when we was kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about age range, but like the Jetsons was already out of space. Oh, yeah. You know, living normal lives like we see today you know what i mean like we live in our households man so like hey well, you know you know what's crazy you know what's crazy much is uh uh i was watching um the cable guy have you yeah. Ever seen him? yeah with jim carrey right and he goes up on top of that on top of that big ass satellite dish and he's like he's like soon and this was in early 90s bro like 95 yeah. so He's like, soon we'll be able to uh, um, go on our phones and connect with our friends and play video See? games with our friends in Vietnam, on, and, and we'll be Come able on, to man. shop. Yeah, we'll be able to grocery shop and get our and do all of our shopping straight right from our phones and all Come of our on, games. Man. Watch TV. I was like, yo, that's that's what's going on yeah. right the fuck yeah. now. That's crazy. Not for real. Yeah, Demolition Man. Demolition Man is another one of them movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was already on the iPhone, you know, on the FaceTime. You know, they was FaceTiming already way back then. I say us three connect and we'll we'll throw the first uh, artist showcase in outer space, bro. Hey, ooh, hey, let's do it. Hey, I'm with space. that. Hey, <laughs> hey somebody got to go ahead and be on it because it's coming. They're going to need entertainment. <laughs> Outer space tour, you know what I'm saying? Man, outer <laughs> space tour. That's all. That's all right. Duh. Yeah, yeah. So, but man, uh, I want I want to get speaking of the music and touring and shit like that, bro. Um, you know, you have you have um a unique nickname, right? The right hook. Well, right? so and, and you got a pretty dope dope uh like how that whole name came about. Can you explain that story? Uh, yeah. So. All right, so when I first had moved to Atlanta from Nashville, you know, I, I, I went down on the rapper tip, you know, as an artist. Uh, Push my mixtapes. I was fresh off of a mixtape I did with DJ Smalls. So, you know, of course, being in the A intern at a recording studio, you know, I'm trying my, you know, shooting my shot. You know, I'm running into different artists, these, these people, these people, that, you know what I mean? Um, Akon, Jazzy Faye, all these people. And, but at the same time, the first song, that I had recorded, you know, I linked up with my guy said there, you know, he was um had a production deal with DJ Toon. And we did a record together. That's the first song I, you know, touched down, you're in the A from Moda from the Ville, you know, transition. Boom. I dropped the record. Um, you know, we recorded the record over one on one little night, little session. And he hit me up a few months later, you know, and he was like, yo, I'm gonna be shopping some of my tracks. And I'm gonna be taking them to J um Nas. All these different people, though, you know, they were shopping records around, but it ended up with an artist named Chris Webby. That was an independent mm-hmm. artist. Um, he was being managed by Ann on, on Grand Hustle. And so he dropped a project. Well, so they were shopping beats to do. And he picked out two of Sadia Young tracks. One of them had the hook on it from the verse, you know what I mean, from the song that me and him had recorded originally some, some months back. Mm-hmm. And so you fast forward. 
And about a year after he hit me up and told me that they wanted to use it, they actually released the project with the song on it. And it debuted number one on the billboard. You know what I mean? The project, you know what I mean? Debuted number one. So, you know, I felt like, okay, now my shift from a rapper to now being looking at the songwriting, though, is a whole nother way for me to maneuver and get into the dope in the music industry. You know, yeah. apparently I wrote the right hook, you know, to be able to, for, for my joint, you know what I mean? For my joint to get placed, you know what I mean? For him to pick up two tracks out of this bundle of tracks and one of them already have a hook on this being a rapper. Now, you know, most rappers want to write everything for themselves, but he yeah. kept the hook everything on it. You know, my guy shopped it with the hook. Apparently the hook stood out even to him for them to keep the hook on it and shop it around with just his instrumental tracks. Yeah. So the song, yeah. you know, it stuck. And, you know, when I say went on the album, and so, you know, like I just called myself that name. Like, so I was still intern at the studio there in Atlanta. And so it just kind of was a rebranding and a different shift of where I was at the time in the music industry. And, you know, just, you know, the right hook, man, like I said, it was crazy how I did it, how it came about, you know, only God could have set it up like that. And then, you know, I uniquely changed the right out of the right hook to W-R-I-T-E, like you actually writing. So it's like, mm -hmm. a, you know what I mean, a, a two for one, you know. I love two it. Points. Hey. So, so, <laughs> I love right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Big ups, man. Big ups. Like, yeah, that's nah, man, for sure, man. That was a blessing, though. For real. Yeah, not everybody can say they have a fucking number one uh, billboard plaque hanging up on the wall, bro. Man, hey, no, that's real talk, man. No, it's definitely, right you know, definitely was a proud moment, you know, especially to be able to come, you know, through my journey the way I did and, and just took that leap of faith to go out there and, 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 you know, take a chance on my dream and my talent and my gift. And, you know, hey, man, first one was number one, man, so I can't complain. Hey, yeah, right. First one, me, number man. one. First one and number one. So that just lets right. you know, if that's the bar, imagine what else potential you have out there. And then yeah. what's uh, so crazy yeah. about the story, because like we talk about this on other shows about the process of how long it takes for a record. You said it was a year later. He yeah, exactly. You feel me? <laughs> and that's what people don't understand, you know, the behind the scenes of it all. And that's, you know, some I try to talk to people about clients and stuff, you know, when I do my consultations and classes and stuff, like, you got to be patient. You know, you got to be patient. It, it takes time. You know, it's a building process. It's, it's, you know, it ain't necessarily, I say, about perfection as much as it is about proper execution or something, though. You know, because we all know it will never be perfect. You know what I'm saying? We all know the day everything could be good and smooth, checked out of the list, day of the event, something going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It just, that's <laughs> right. part of, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it ain't going to never be perfect anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, you I, know think, I think I think in the music industry, I think it's like uh, uh, overnight success is like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, and really, and for real talk, but, but the way the internet done shifted and it make it look, people think it was really overnight, you know, mm. like they just put something out and all of a sudden took off, you know, but yeah, man, timing is everything, you know, and it just, it just take time to, to get it all the way right. Mm-hmm. That's hey, it. Man. That's it. Time, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, so, so you're originally from Nashville, Tennessee, right? Yes, sir. Like, so I, so basically, my mom, she was pregnant with me from the small town that they migrated here from Brownsville, Tennessee. It's Haywood County, right outside of Memphis, in between Memphis and Jackson, Tennessee, a small town. But my family shifted here, you know. So, like, we was here. 
I've been there since they had me, you know what I mean? She had me in her hometown, and then boom, Lynn Avenue, man, you know what I mean? Lynn Apartments, 83, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man. man. I almost got my work going, so I was in the hospital for a while, you know, until, you know, I bounced all the way back. And so once I bounced all the way back, good, man. So I was here, man, you know what I mean? Day one. You know, kindergarten, all that, all the way out, man. Babysitters, all that, you know. Yes, sir. East Nashville, primarily early on, and then kind of North Nashville. Once I, you know, became mid and older teenage, kind of just shifting back and forth, man, in the streets and stuff like that. Man, that's real yeah. tough. And yeah, I, I have to say, it's, it's yeah. where you became a man or woman at is where you're from. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some, sometimes you might yeah. be born here, but you have no memory of ever living there. So yeah. it's where you became an adult at. Became and got yeah, your yeah. bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I spent a lot of summers down uh, in, in, in my home. You know, my, my you know my family hometown and stuff though too. You know, definitely keep tight with my roots and all that good stuff, man. When I was you know early on as a youngster, but yeah, man, Nashville native, man, it definitely made me who I am. Yeah, I feel that, man, because I like I'm. I've, I've bounced around my whole life, you know, being a being what they call an army brat. Nah, um, gotcha. Like, yeah, all over, bro. But I've been, you know, in Nashville I'm since like Nashville, you Nashville, bro. bro. So that's, that's yeah. Nashville's home, dog. Like yeah, Nashville's you know, home. Nashville. Yes, sir. That's it, man. That's it. So, 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 um, so, Mug. Speaking of the music and stuff, you know, you got the right hook. You be writing stuff. So we got some yeah. records for you. You know, we know okay. you're a multi-talented individual. You know, you're not just an artist, you're an entrepreneur, but you got your foot in the door with music, you know, okay. so you can't never forget those roots. Um, so we got a couple records. So we got this record called Go Get It, you know. Yeah. So um, I seen yeah. it, checked it out. Dope. I like how you did the video. You know, you put it together. So for those who haven't heard this record, tell us a little okay. bit about what was going through your mind when you made this magic. All right. So Go Get It was one of them kind of records. Now, I'm going to give y'all the backstory on the song. Like, we actually, that's a 2014 record. Mm. So, when I actually, you know, we're talking, talking about timing again. Here we go talking about timing. You know what I mean? Like I said again, yeah, that was a 2014 record. So, we was actually on the promo run when I first made the transition to Mugs a Million. You know, the second my am my original, you know, like Capital One, excuse me, earlier, my original, my real original rap name is M.U.G. When you yeah. know the game, which is not a company yeah. name. So anyhow, you fast forward and I come back, you know, like with the music thing and I ran with the mugs a million to imprint that branded name as a rapper and recording artist. I had the you again and the 20 white boys I was pushing on the promo tour. Right at the end of the promo tour, we was getting up to start putting some more records together. So I had to go get it record as my next, you know what I mean? Just come back with when it was time to come back again anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, we sat on everything, transition. I became doing the stuff with the mic and everything. But the Go Get It record, um, it's just about like what they're saying, man. Like we all become that, at that point in time where we just make that decision of like, man, you know what I mean? Like no matter what, you know, yeah, it's hard for me. I got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. two, three jobs I got to overtime, double grind, you know what I mean? Double hustles, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you got to go get it, you know? And you know, you, you tell people, you know, that you want to, you know, people say, you know, let me know if you need something, this or that, da, 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 you know what I mean? Looking for opportunities and stuff like that. But sometimes them opportunities still don't come through, you know, and so you got to just do what you got to do, you know. And it's a whole lineup and series, man, is the way I'm laying that EP out, you know. That's why that record kind of fit perfectly anyway, man, because like I said, what I'm trying to also do during this 2020 
gap and pandemic that we're in, man, it's, it's motivated the people, though. Mm. You know, you know, I mean, no matter who the president was going to become, we know for us as minorities, you know what I'm saying, we still got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? No, mm. it ain't going to matter. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to make some music, man, to motivate the people. And in the video treatment, you know, I knew there was some council TSU homecoming again, Super Nashville native. So, you know, that's a tier, you know, that's a Nashville tradition, man. So yeah. to be able to recreate that vibe and put in a video. Uh, you know, that was at my cousin and restaurant, my real history when I first started rapping, you know, as I was actually working that, you know, first out of high school and even during high school, writing raps in there, you know, at the fish and barbecue restaurant right there across from TSU, you know, mm -hmm. going to the TSU comments and having black parties right there for real at my cousin and restaurant, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to show love, you know, the, all the appearances and features that you see in there, man. I'm all Nashville natives, you know, either recording artists or entrepreneurs here in the city, man. It was all Nashville based, you know what I mean? Um, black owned products and stuff, though, in the video, man, that was promoting. So, you know, just want to show love, give back, man. You know, everybody got to go get it, man. Whatever your hustle or grind is, you know what I mean? Go get it. Hey, I just want to put some good vibes out there to the people. You know hey. what I mean? Like I said, motivate everybody. Hey, that shit, that shit was uh, that shit started getting that fire going when you was gonna come back. I was gonna be gone. I was gonna, I, I yeah. was gonna about to go get it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, baby. Come back and just be a to. chair spinning, bro. I mean, <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, yeah, nah, man. So, hey, um, real quick story, man. Um, TSU. I think this is, you know, speaking of TSU homecoming, man. Um, yeah. The first time I ever met you, bro. Yeah. I was okay. I was at I think it was 2004 mm. maybe 2005 maybe one of yeah. these right and uh I went to TSU and um I was with my girl at the time or my wife now but um What's we up? went to TSU homecoming bro and we were going up there just to check everything out you know see some performances and you came up and hit me with the mixtape bro and I ended up Bro, I was like, yo, I had to respect the hustle because at the I was doing the same shit at the same time. But like, you came out and I was like, your your pitch was so on point. Yeah. I, I respected the grind so much. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll cop one, bro. I'll cop one. Yeah. And I think you were even just giving them out, and you were like, yo, if you want to give something cool, if not, yeah. But yeah. And then, and then after that, you ended up performing at the homecoming. Uh, at the stage, bro, and I was like, yo, my man killed it, man, so that shit yeah. was dope, dog. That man, that's what's up. That's, hey, that's a good story right there, man. I ain't even, I, I, I know it was something like that on the grind, though, you feel me, but I ain't yeah, gonna teach yeah. you every time. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm up. sure, I, I would even, I mean, at the time, bro, like, I was, I was even really pushing music, I wasn't, I was just yeah. in the studio by myself, so no one knew me, like, what uh, I was doing, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. no one knew what the I wasn't doing shit in the scene, you know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. I was still okay. shit. That's so. what's up. <laughs> so yeah, man. The scene. Right, you're out of way here now on a whole nother level with it. Yeah. Oh, boy, it both of them, yeah. Still going, still grinding, still getting to it, man. Um, another thing I noticed in the video was the classroom scene. Yeah. Right? 
And you do some really dope shit with the uh, music industry crash courses and shit that you be doing. Um, really doing like the consulting and and uh, organizing seminars, which you've invited me out to be a part of um, before, which was super dope at SAE. Um, can you break that down a little bit, man? Like just just let the people know what like what it all consists of. All right. So yeah. So the music industry crash course itself is a curriculum I created. Uh, I talk about the, the importance of like a PRO. You know, I try to start from the basics of it. All. A lot of artists feel like they're ready to just jump out there. You know, I got songs, ready to drop a mixtape, ready to put my album out, some videos, put it on YouTube, and all that's cool. But they missing the main, main steps, which is on the beginning level of it, as far as signing up for a PRO. Understanding how split sheet work. You know, when you're working with different producers or other people that's featured on your songs. Like, again, from just my examples, all this came from my examples of what God was able to allow me to experience with my music career. I learned about the importance of the split sheet by getting the billboard placement. You know, all that became a way, you know, when I went to school, I learned about all of this. Yeah, I wanted to create something from off of what I was educated on and what I was able to experience. It's based on my education that I received from school and my experiences put all in one walk. You know, the music industry crash course, because I knew people weren't gonna be, everybody can go to school, to try to, you know, take their time out of their life and, and or even the finances maybe to be available for them to go to school to learn some of this stuff. But then also through my experiences, like the whole split sheet, you know, the importance of stuff like that, that's how I said I got the placement with the Billboard song because the business side of it, when it was all said and done, boiled down to me and the producer on the song having that agreement on paper showing that, yeah, they can do on this much percentage of that song. You know, mm -hmm. and so like this is the stuff I try to teach artists, you know, or, or different clients or if you want to be a manager for artists, you know, like a lot of times you hear about artists that get messed over in the industry because what whoever was coaching them or leading them, a manager, or manager, whoever it was, mm -hmm. they didn't understand the business, this basic stuff, owning their mm -hmm. own publishing, setting up a publishing company, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's the stuff I try to teach. And then, you know, we do it in a series of ways. You know, I have my branch house from the music industry crash course you also have like the panel that capo was on um we did the making money behind the scenes no mm -hmm. i think you were on let's eat so let's eat educate yeah. artists together yeah. but that's yeah. more just an artist driven platform you know mm -hmm. the music industry crash course for anybody that wants to learn those basic music business steps you know copyright publishing and, and all that kind of stuff but then you had to let's eat just artist focus. We bring while bringing people that can give artists information that can benefit them. If you are actually straight up artist, let's eat, educate artists yeah. together. You have yeah. another uh, branch off of one of my panels and workshops. It's called Making Money Behind the Scenes in the Music Industry, which this was my first actual panel that I did at A3C back in 2014. This how the whole panel and education experience really birthed from that. Um, but mm -hmm. I do the spinoff of that with the making money behind the scenes. And I bring in people that have industry roles that are non-artist or creative related, you know, mm -hmm. to just also open up people's mind to these other roles that's in the music industry where people still making a living. They still being able to be a part of the music industry. They just not on the cover as the artist just putting the music out or the producer is making the beats and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. they the tour manager, they the, you know what I'm saying, the finance person or something like that. You know, like it's just so many different roles that's true. in the music 
you know, like what Capo do, you know, even a DJ, you know, like y'all will be Mm -hmm. perfect for that type of panel, you know, because Mm -hmm. these are roles that still got you in the day-to-day life of the music industry and being able to love and do what you do for a living, but you don't have to be the rapper, though, you know, because too many young people, you know, it's it's, kind of youth-driven as well because music has a big influence on the future, and that's Mm -hmm. cool, but we don't need everybody wanting to just be a rapper. You know, I would break it down. Yeah, you know, I would break it down to the um synopsis of you know back on our time we used to be able to have the CD covers, and Mm -hmm. you got people on the inside of the CD cover where the critics is at. All of them people there then got paid. The person on the front of the cover, he hoping he gonna get paid. (laughs) So try to find you one of those roles. You know what I'm like for real. You know, the engineer gonna get paid off the rip, or you ain't gonna be able to record no song. You know, mm-hmm. even the guy that's leasing this beat for $25, $10, I don't care what it is, he got paid. He didn't yes. get paid off the rip. You know, uh, the person did your graphic design for your little mixtape cover, whatever, they didn't get paid off the rip. You know, this from Kid Coon, Tom whoever he decided to use the distribute, they got paid out the rip. Now, it's crazy. And you hope you, you know, <laughs> you better hope you're going to get some money when you get out there. So, you want to be one of those people. It's on the different side of it, mm. you know. If, you know what I mean. So you know, I just try to educate artists from all, you know, educate music professionals rather from different perspectives of it. Again, I started off as an artist. That's my true love. You know, if I had it in the bag, man, I'm talking about hit the jackpot tomorrow night, man, and I could just really sit back and just be an artist, bro. Like I would love to be able to do that. Right. You know, but even with that sense. Another part of me falling back from being an artist, you know, and it's kind of drifting away from it, but not really. But what brought me to the educational side is, you know, sooner or later you have to realize where you actually are strongest at, where you benefit, you know, where you're more valuable at for other people. You know, sometimes it's about bigger cause. You know, I could have succeeded and been great as an artist, but I'm better at making artists great artists. Damn. You know what I mean? And nobody would go. And, and I couldn't be. I couldn't be me in both positions. Like this is what happened in the 2014 tour. Uh, I remember like yesterday, man, it was in Indianapolis opening up with Too Short and Lil White and all. And I was, it was a moment where I was on stage performing. I was looking at the crowd. You know, of course I had my homeboys with me. My wife was with me, supporting me, of course. But nobody that was with me was seeing it from the way I knew a real manager or whatever you call it, road manager or whatever, would be seeing it. You know, I was seeing like, man, somebody supposed to have the club owner, the club manager watching me perform so they can see how the crowd is rocking to my music so we can mm-hmm. double back around and come, you know what I mean, and get me booked again. But I'm the one thinking like that, but I'm the one up on stage performing. <laughs> so it became a situation where it's like, okay, which one you gonna be? You know, you can't be the one trying to tell people what to do while you're up on stage performing, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. Like he hyped in the mud right there, man. Get him a CD. You know what I'm saying? While I'm up yeah. performing, so they can connect that CD yeah. to me being the one on stage that got them hype right now. You know what I mean? Like small yeah. stuff like that. That it started letting me see, like, man, you bigger than a rapper, bro. Your mindset, your vision, bro. You don't belong on stage. You 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 need to be helping the person on stage. Right. You know, and make sure they That's get it. right and they can go to the next level. You said that. Up. You know, it's like. Because that lets me know you're a very, very smart and intelligent person. You got lots of wisdom, know you're going. lots of knowledge. Now, <laughs> if you've ever seen the show before, or if you have seen the show before, then you know what okay. time it is. 
That's right, it's time for Street Smarts Trivia Game with your host, DJ Bobby Hustle and Cabo the Connect. Guaranteed to get your club. Alright, so we're about to get it in round one. We're about to go ahead and start with some hip hop history. Here we go. Uh What rapper was suspended from school for stabbing another student with a pencil? Was it A, Twisted, B, Easy E, or C, Nas? Mm, I'm going to say that was Easy E. Final answer? Yeah, I'm going with Easy. OG. Spending school in seventh grade, was uh-huh. one of his fellow students with a pencil. He raps about it on the John Blaze saying, I used to pack a number two pencil. You know what's crazy about that, also, man, is uh, not only did Nas stab someone and get suspended in seventh grade, but uh, he actually dropped out of school in eighth grade and never returned. So he's, he left at school at an eighth grade level. Yeah, he is. He's about to be the next billionaire. Um, I mean, he started his own uh, venture capital firm called Queensbridge Venture Partners, where he's invested in uh, over 40 startup companies, including Lyft uh, and Dropbox and also Ring, which um, they just went. I guess they just went public and sold it. And his profit on that was over 40 million dollars. So. I mean, we're not. Hey, we're yeah. not. Promote, we're not promoting to drop out of school, and you can still become. No, no, no. But that just shows hey. you that anything mm-hmm. is possible. Anything is you possible. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that was hard right there, man. That was, hey, yeah, that's real talk right there, man. That's big up the for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you missed one, but hey, yeah. it's all good. Know, it's all good. We got to right, Come on, here we go. Here we go. I'm okay, ready. Well, what's your favorite category? Man, who said that shit? Nigga, I'm the colonel of the mother. Ah, uh, you know I know that. Come on now, man. We have to Come on, man. hustles. So does And killers with true tats. Come on now. Who said that shit then? Yeah, that's Master P. That's on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We ready? What song was it? Make him say, uh. Masterpiece, yeah. like I said, 1997. Oh, uh, that, that, yeah, that was my. That's that. Okay, so we ain't done that. Yeah, I hate I missed that Nas one. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. You know, you can't win them all. You know that. But you know, we all grew up watching hood classics. You know, so we're gonna play your movie clip, and all you do is tell us what movie it is. Now, this is what you call a hood classic. I mean, wait, you saw it with these fucking Mexicans. Chicago, man. Why are you talking about Mexicans? I'll kick your ass. Tell you what, man. You better quit smoking that shit at lunchtime, all right? Yes, we got our own country, eh? Yeah? What the fuck y'all keep sneaking out? <laughs> that shit is funny, right? Arriba, arriba, ese. <laughs> They took it back. Let's see. Do I get? I don't get. So I don't get no no multiple choice on this one. Nah. 
Was that Carlos? Huh? Was that Carlos? Is that your final answer? Final answer, man. Wait, you sorting me out these fucking Mexicans? Chicago, man. Why are you talking about Mexicans? Come on, Why man. Take two. I was offended by that one, Bobby. I think you sent me that one. <laughs> ah, look at him. You try to set me up. <laughs> oh man, that was hard. You try to set me up. Yeah. I, 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 I love the evil laugh when he said when he said colors. He said <laughs> colors. I know. Colors. He knew, knew it was over, bro. Yeah, he knew it was over with for me. Ah, uh, yeah. It's all right, good, here we go. Bro. We got all right, so, time for uh, excuse me i'm gonna need to see some identification all right this is called id check we're going to read your government name just tell us who it is my government name is paul Dwayne bergard am i a paul wall b dj paul or c pimp c that is my Memphis 10 for the win. My God, DJ Paul, man. I know it's my, Yeah, final That's another one of my OG classes, man. I love Yeah, I rock with them. DJ Paul. <laughs> All right, that is his real government name. I knew that one. Yeah, I knew that one. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my that's my people's right there. I rock with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that West Tennessee roots, man. That's my earliest right there, man. Him and him and Juicy J, three six, the whole thing, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, classic, classic Tennessee shit, bro. Classic Tennessee yeah, shit. Shout out to no, DJ yeah. Paul, man. He's one, he's one of the realest, most humble dudes in the fucking world, dog. It's man, amazing. Now, no, real talk, man. You feel me? And, and you know, again, just a living testament to that, you know, independent grind and mindset to, you know, know about ownership and, and taking care of the business. And, you know, just really for real, man, being being about your business in this in this industry, making major plays. That's it. That's Oscar, it. man. Yeah, that's it. Big boy. So, Bobby, where was we at? We, well, 50-50 with it? 50-50 with it, man. Bling. 50 50. Here we go. Like you can live or you can die, man, but you ain't dead yet. So, you know, nah, you go. Well, you nah. still, hey, hey, we're going to come back with round two and let you let you see if you can come sweep that away and you can make up for it. Hopefully, we don't have to pull your hip hop card at the end of this one, man. Hey, yeah, he's teetering. He's right on the edge. Uh, come on, I got it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, we're going we gonna to come back to it, man. But, like, we're it's saying, down. yeah, we're speaking on, uh, um, hip hop knowledge and like you know with street smarts trivia, just being educated and we're talking about the uh, crash courses that you got and stuff. And yeah. another thing that I wanted to talk about that a lot of people, um, a lot of artists I should say, and even producers don't really even know about or don't try to pursue is is placements and sync, um, which which you've you've uh, you've got two placements right BET and yeah. uh, Oxygen Network correct yes sir yeah BT's the game and uh, um what was it Beggars Club season thirteen Beggars Club yeah man so you know and it all again came by way for one like from the very beginning of the questions y'all asked networking was through you know my publishing instructor from when I went to school. Uh, me and him stayed in touch. He schooled me on the knowledge and stuff about how publishing works and getting songs licensed 
in place with TV and film, sync licensing and sync fees and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like this hip-hop go-to guy. You know, he had a library of songs. He would pitch to different TV shows and stuff like that. But I was like the go-to for the hip-hop music. You know, even when I was in class, I was the only one like us doing doing them kind of classes, songwriting, music publishing, and stuff like that at Nashville State. And so we stayed stayed together on it. Yeah, man. And, you know, it was it was a cool little situation to get that phone call. And actually, the crazy story behind it, and this is one of my things that showed me a confirmation and that I was doing the right thing with the music industry crash course. The very first one that I held while I was living in Atlanta, this was in March of 2015. The very first one I had, no lie. I went to open up my computer and connect the Wi-Fi. And I got the Wi-Fi and stuff connected in the venue that we was gonna have the, the class at. And the first email that ended up coming through once I popped the computer on, was my publishing instructor hitting me up saying, congratulations, we got another one. And that was the <laughs> night that I got the replacement, yeah, for the for the um, BT's The Game episode. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, like, wow, okay, here I am about to take this change from an artist to educating people not teaching this class, this curriculum I created from my experience. And the first night of me finna do it, man, like, boom, real life just come back to come back and, you know what I mean, to affect this right there on the spot. Like, boom, you know, here go another music mm-hmm. publishing placement that you can talk to them about and tell people, you know, that it is possible to be an independent artist, too. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing I want artists to understand is, like, the way the placement came about, they could have easily used a T.I. or 2 change type of song, but mm-hmm. them guys to twenty five, thirty thousand dollars to use a song exactly. in these type of whereas they may offer somebody like me twenty five hundred mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be super cool with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. like for real, twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and then you and then you get the back end still, you know. So it's like twenty five hundred up front for thirty seconds of my song to be playing an episode of a TV show, man. Let's get it. You know, mm-hmm. and so like and stuff like that, like it's a forever money to come in though. Every quarter I still get paid for that because those shows rerun, you know, here on satellite TV or even out of, in, in other countries and all that. You know, my Royal Statement has got other countries where the episodes still getting played and I'm still getting paid. Mm-hmm. So like that's forever money that, you know, you, I try to educate artists and songwriters and producers on. It's like, there's more ways to make money off your music than just throwing it up on iTunes or YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. That's it. No. Yeah. And you, you gotta love that, bro. Cause you yeah, cause them platforms ain't really paying you nothing anyway. Again, twelve hundred. This is just the upfront money from BT. You know what I mean? Fifteen hundred or whatever the placement may be. So mm-hmm. you know, as long as it's gonna take you to make fifteen hundred dollars on Spotify, it's gonna be a lot of streaming. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> right. a lot of screen. So, you know, like money like that, though, you can do, boom, you get two, three episodes locked in on a TV series, and, you know, you know, made four, five thousand dollars real quick. Mm-hmm. You don't know, it. like, again, being honest, you know, majority of the independent artists, they gonna never make five thousand dollars off of their music on YouTube or Spotify, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now, collectively over time, over years, it may it may be five thousand dollars, but to see that kind of money in one wow, boom! Here you go. Like you know, I don't have movie opportunities in front of me. You know, I'm seeing a hundred thousand dollars, man, for the one for the lead song, 
or the mm-hmm. outro song running the credits on the outro man hundred thousand dollar uh sync fee for for one record yeah that's that's big bro that's big and and that makes your music live forever you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your music keep going. The keep going. play and rerun, you know, especially on Netflix and all that. Yeah. Thank you. You got your business took care of. That stuff's still collecting, man. You feel me? You still going to see some back end money from all that after all them years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and once again, man, very wise, very smart. I very, appreciate very it. Very intelligent. You know, so. We was looking at you, you 50 50, you know what I'm saying? Like the world, it's uh, a cold world out there. You know, when your mama said you can make it to the top, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we're gonna, we gonna get you another chance to redeem yourself, you know. So, All right. if you've seen the show before, then that's right, it's time for Street Smarts Trivia Game with your host, DJ Bobby Hustle and Cabo the Connect. Guaranteed to get your plug. Back. Round two. All right. So my guy Mugs, you know, you, 50 50. You ain't, you ain't miss them all. <laughs> you ain't miss them all. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna do that. Not with no hood classic. Uh, excuse me. I'm gonna need to see some identification. My government name is Fahim Brashad Najim. Am I? Buster Rhymes, T Pain, or Aka? Man, I'm gonna say that's A, Buster Rhymes. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Buster Rhymes got a name that's similar to it. I know it. I know. Got something like that. Yeah, I knew Buster Ryan names was something like that. That's why it threw me <laughs> off, man. I cause I know he up in there with it like that. For real. Man, yeah, T Pain. Okay. I thought about T Pain for half a second, man, but yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It, it ain't over yet. You still got a few more. You still got a few more. All right. So mm. now, Capo, I think this is your favorite category. Who said that shit? Now that I escaped the sleepwalker awake. Those who could relate know the world ain't cake. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break when they meet their 400 pound mate. Who said that shit? Oh man, hold up, it's slipping my head. Hold on. Ah. <laughs> he can hear it. He hears it. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that's not. That's not. Final answer. That's not. Yeah, not. Nice. Uh, it was the Fuji's ready or not. Uh, oh, oh, come on, man. That one was so hard, bro. Because <laughs> look, I was hearing if I ruled the world in my head, oh, I was on the hill. Mm. Uh, I was hearing Lauren Hill with the I Rule the World, man. Oh, that hurt me. Yeah, she was on that. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, man. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, that ain't good. That ain't good. <laughs> you coming back, bro. You coming back. <laughs> uh, Let's get it. All right. Hold on. We all grew up watching Hood Classics. I'm about to play you a movie clip, and you just tell me right. what movie it is. Here we go. 
Now this is what you call a hood classic. What, I'm supposed to be scared now because you got a pistol, motherfucker? I just spent <laughs> five motherfucking years in the joint. I told you I pay your monkey ass when I feel like it. Better suck my dick. Oh, that's Minister Society. Final answer? Yes, sir. What, I'm supposed to be scared now because you got a pistol, motherfucker? I just spent five motherfucking years in the junk. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. We still got one more after yeah. Hold on, let me get you. Let me get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going, he's going digging deep, ain't he? Digging deep. All right. Who was the first rapper inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame? Oh, oh man. Jay-Z, okay. Ice Cube or Snoop Dogg? Hmm. Jigga, what's his mother name? Yes, sir. Oh, Jay Z. Who could it be? Uh, Jigga! Oh! <laughs> you got it right. Hey. Yes, yeah, sir. Shout out to my guy, man. Rise Hall of Fame. That's dope, man. Nah, that was that. That was big, man. When they seen that, man, that was some good stuff, though, to see that. But that's crazy for for the first hip hop artist to be inducted mm-hmm. in 2017. Only, only three years ago. You feel me? All, the, the all them years made. later, man. Because they never really considered what we do. Songwriting, you know, and that's the sad part about it. And, and even rappers don't understand that. You know, again, back to the stuff I teach and educate. Like you are a songwriter first, man. If you're writing them hooks, you're writing them verses, you're a songwriter. Somebody else may pick that song up and make it a hit. Whereas it was just gonna be a little local classic for you, but you know they put it on the radio, put radio money and marketing behind it, and now you get plaques and checks in there for it though, just because you wrote it. So you're a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. did plenty of that for a lot of people. You know, he was doing that, and uh-huh. even his own, you know, to put out as many records as he had, you know, album wise. You know, that's why Jermaine Dupri was right behind him. You know, like them guys wrote a lot of songs for a lot of oh, people. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, they were big records too. Yeah, big records. You know, that's the thing. They just won just cool songs. You know, these was number ones, man. Weeks at a time and Grammy winning and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't deny that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't deny like you that. Said, but it just, it's, it's crazy that it took so long though. But you know, it, it is Real what shit. it is. We here now. Better late than never, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's it. So real quick, man, before we get into the last segment, um, I wanted to talk to you real quick about Black Lives Ma- or the Black Music Matters, I should say, yeah. uh, a movement that you started um, and took over Music Row in Nashville, which everybody knows or the people that aren't familiar with Music Row. It's a it's an area in downtown Nashville where all the music labels and publishing companies, anything that has to do with the music industry is based but it's yeah. very uh, uh, country and pop driven, and well, you break it down, man. You tell what did you well, what was what was the process with what you the movement that you created? Yeah, so it was fresh off the heels of the June second um, Blackout Tuesday that the whole music industry kind of put together. 
So I kind of felt like us being here in Nashville, Nashville natives, being labeled the music city and music capital of the entire world, I wanted to put some out there from us, you know, to let it be known right here in our hometown. You know, if, if we're going to be claiming a name like music city, everybody should be included in it. It shouldn't be narrowed down and set up and designed for only one genre of music, a couple genres of music to succeed. You know, Thanks. when and the, and, and the fact of, you know, black music has kept the music industry alive for all these years and time, you know what I mean, that we're facing. You know, Thanks. you look at rap right now, you take away rap music right now, man, you have no music industry. Mm-hmm. You know, all your big companies and, you know, the endorsements that you're seeing, it's all coming by way of hip-hop music. You know, when you look at yep. a commercial and it's promoting a product, though, they're not playing no Garth Brooks or nobody like that. You know, they playing hip-hop music. You know, mm-hmm. even the Super Bowl halftime and stuff like that lately, man, it's been urban music, you know, Real for shit. the last you know, and then so you look at a Nashville level, Vanderbilt, primarily white college, but for the last four or five homecomings in a row, they've had a hip hop artist headline their homecomings. Yep, you know, exactly. So it's going to show you that it's a need for our music here in this town, in the city. You know, uh, you look at downtown Nashville, those little party buses and stuff is riding up and down West End, all the way down to Little Broadway. they not bumping. No boo school and boogie on them things, man. They listening to top 40 hip hop and rap music, man. Really? You know what I mean? 20, 30 white women here for a bridal party, bro. It's riding up and down the street, rocking out the ludicrous, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? And like that, <laughs> like for real. So it's like we know they want this kind of music here because that's how they, you know, accustomed to. Like times have changed. Nashville mm-hmm. ain't the same Nashville it used to be. People done migrated and moved here from bigger cities. California, Houston, you know, these Midwest towns, Chicago and stuff like that. And so they used to already being having easy access to any kind of music. You know, mm-hmm. they're not just here to country music. They didn't grow up on their country music like that. This new generation of Caucasian people, they fond of hip hop. They favor athletes, they favor entertainers. It's all of some type of urban, you know what I'm saying, minority stature, man. You know, let's just be real. Hats off to you, man. Yeah, I just want to make sure we did our part. You know, how many people showed up for the march, uh, man? You, man? We had over 100 and so um, people came out, supporters and protesters, man. The news was out there. Um, and it was a great situation, you know, just a, Put out the, you know, hey, you know, COVID was kind of going on still, so we had to kind of move smooth and, you know, and stuff just continued to, you know, transition and shut down. You know, it just kind of made it hard to continue to do it. But, you know, we still putting it out there. You know, I put it in my music videos. I'm always talking about it in my interviews and different platforms wherever I get a chance to just continue to speak out about the fact that black music does matter, man. I always have. And I always will, you know. Good shit. You know, it's just we brought to the table. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, big applause for that, bro. Big applause for that, man. So much, so much. Okay. Now, with this trivia, you did all right. I mean, one, two, three, four, four out of I'm up now, right? I should be up, right? He did 50 50 the whole time. Yeah, you're 50 50 all the way through. You four out of eight, which is cool. Like you said, 
Live it. You live, you can die. You right now, you ain't dead, so you good. You know what I mean? So we got one more thing before we get out of here, man. We ain't gonna let you get out of here that quick, man. We about to put you in the hot seat, man. We about to do this real quick. Uh-oh. Yeah, we about to put you in the hot seat real quick. Ooh, that's got a burn. Is I'm gonna read you some questions. It's gonna be either or. You're gonna um, I'm gonna read them off and you choose one or the other. Either or. Don't say both. Don't say neither. You know, just either one of them. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Light liquor, dark liquor. Light liquor. Big booty, little booty. Big booty. Ti Jeezy. Ti. Fresh Prince of Martin. Martin. Fifty thousand upfront or fifty percent publishing. Fifty percent publishing. Ten twenty dollar bills or six fifty dollar bills. <laughs> you doing the math? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure. I'm short me now. Uh, <laughs> Ten twenty dollar bills or six fifty dollar bills. <laughs> Give me the twenties. Give me the twenties. Uh, buy a new house or start a new business. Start a new business. Cash out or reinvest. Reinvest. Hey. <laughs> hey, so Let's get it. Double up, man. Double up. Yeah, That's man. It. Well, hey. man, we appreciate you stopping by and rocking with us, man. Long as you keep doing dope shit, we will keep supporting. Please keep pushing the movement, man. And we audio meds will definitely be behind you on everything you do, my man. Thank you so much for joining nah, us. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for me and for the um, opportunity, bro. For sure, man. Likewise. All right, man. No Shout yeah man hey she got a lot of knowledge though man you know it's like we need more people that's educating people on the behind the scenes in the music business part because everybody want to be the star and everybody want to be the rapper but like the rappers need help too and it's like exactly. if they don't have the machine behind them they can't do what they need to do you know? oh man and i mean anybody that's spreading education like that and is trying to educate and help others grow man all we can do is applaud them and support them in their journey man because there's not a lot of people doing that bro so bobby all right what do we got for next week dog man first thing you got to do before we even talk about next week is you got to go to youtube.com slash audio meds podcast Hit that uh, subscribe button, ding the bell, follow us, join the crew. And if you follow us and join the crew and answer the questions in the comments, what they get, Capo? All they got to do is answer some of the Street Smarts trivia questions, and we're going to pick random people to get free uh, audio meds merch, man. That oh, easy. Oh, man, just like that. And um, speaking of next week. Oh, thank you. The world has gone crazy, and we have the prescription for sanity. We're live. We're live, Capo. It's time to take your meds. We got a good one today, man. Audio meds. That's your boy, <laughs> DJ Bobby Hustle. Capo. The Connects. We have a special guest on the line. Super dope artist. Oh, we're going to play some games. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> first question. Who was the first rapper to turn active? I was close on that Audio one. Meds. Take two and chill. He already coming in with the bars.